0: Down a church. I have to... no, it
1: is church time, but you're burning something else down.
2: Lou, <laughs> I, I I love I, I just want to set the scene for a minute that it's me and Johnny in the shack where all these paintings are, and we've stopped spreading whatever combustible is widely available and just are critiquing one of the paintings. <laughs>
0: No, I mean, you can see here, I mean, like there's some clear, uh, there is some very clear influence from Manet. all right? I mean, like I would almost, uh, honestly, I would call it nearly copying Manet in these, and just like, look at these brushstrokes, all right?
2: Yeah, but not including uh, any human subject in a painting of a field. I mean, I think it kind of speaks to the person's mindset who painted it, that they don't consider this tame field, They they don't think of how much work went into it,
0: right? I mean, that's... The, yeah, I mean, like, I, I, don't get me wrong, I agree with you, because, like, on the one hand, I do think that there is occasional value in a landscape. That said, and Johnny just gestures around, and there are, like, six other landscape paintings laying flat on the floor that are coated in, like, kerosene or whatever we have. It's, like, all landscapes, honestly. It's, just, like, it's just... It's it's childish at this point, like...
2: I mean, the other thing is, is all of them include, like... A manor house in the distance, or like a villa. and I don't like the vibe of that.
0: Yeah, I'm not so much for um I don't know, rich people, just rich people painting in general. That's kind of sort of my, my my issue there. And honestly, that's the other thing about it is like if you're gonna rip off Manet and then you're just gonna do a bunch of landscapes, like at the very least like start like include more interesting subjects like you know, an, a, a landscape with some gradation of like light and dark. I mean, like, this is just, its like, oh, it's a big field at sunset. Just, I mean, come on.
2: Yeah, I do kind of like this really, I mean, I know she didn't intend for it to be, but look at this painting of this clown.
0: Jesus Christ, is this, where did this come from? This is not like anything else that's here. It's scary, right? Well, yeah, it's a, it's a, it is an otherwise just unechoed painting of a clown in a midst of a, a bunch of just bad impressionist landscapes.
2: Should we take it?
0: No, absolutely not. What are you talking about? Burn that first.
2: I, I think it would look great in the forest, uh reception hall.
0: I now hold on. Now hang. Now hang on. I changed my mind. I feel like we should take this one. All right. But only because I feel like it would be good to do a joke on somebody who in system four hates clowns the most vocally.
2: Uh, all right. I do want to turn that question over because John Doe would have asked at some point, Lou, who hates clowns in system four?
0: The most vocally, as we, we can accept that everyone there hates them. We just need to know who's the loudest about it.
1: Yeah, I think everyone hates it. Probably lens flare. Perfect. All right, t- we'll take this one. <laughs> just
3: bullying lens flare. Put it in his pl- put it in their plane. You
0: know, it's, 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 we're gonna it's, we're gonna we're gonna put it in it is in lens flare's desk. Clear plane. Just, you know, they're gonna open their desk and one of the drawers is gonna be cleared out and it's just a clown painting. I think that's against the
3: Geneva Convention if the Geneva Convention exists in this world. If clown pranks
0: are a crime, then I then lock me up.
2: Let's take it. Uh, fire sale, right?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, now hang on. We should just check to see if there's anything else even kind of decent. I mean, if we're gonna burn it all down, we might as well just. It's uh, you know, free for the taking.
2: I think the clown's the only interesting one.
0: That's kind of the weird thing, honestly, about it is that there is really only the one, and it's just because it's upsetting.
2: It's deeply, deeply wrong.
0: The other ones are just boring. Like, so you have upsetting and boring. Why is. I am on a psychological level a little concerned about this, but you know what? We're getting off into the weeds. Let's go ahead and just, you know, light this candle here.
2: I insist be my guest.
0: Oh. Too kind of you. Johnny pulls out a a matchbook from his pocket and flicks one and lights his cigar that he's kind of been chewing on the end of. And uh, after he puffs on it a little bit, he turns around and tosses the match over his shoulder, and it li- or lands in the in the kerosene and spreads fast.
1: All right, and as it burns. It starts to draw attention for everyone around as it's pretty dry and the wind spreads the smoke. So where do you go next? Or do you stick around? Well, I, hold on.
0: I feel like we shouldn't. Should we? Should, are we trying to be? I forget if we are trying to be implicated in this or the opposite.
2: I believe we're trying not to be, so that way they... But it's obvious going to be, you know, blamed on them. But can you make sure that the fire doesn't spread towards, you know, the innocent folk over there?
0: Yeah, I think we should probably retcon because we would have been concerned about that going in. So, I mean, it's not so much a retcon. It's just like more of a flashback. I think we would have done something to prevent that in some way.
2: Yeah. hmm. With our unique combination of tricks, we just pile up some dirt. Well, I say we give him just enough time to see us retreating. What do you think, John?
0: Yeah, I'm all right with that. And Johnny hits a button on the motorcycle and it does its transformation thing to just look like a less interesting motorcycle than his absolute just like fuck off, like crazy looking black bike that he normally carries or normally drives. Uh, It just looks like a regular motorbike. And he's like, you're going to have to uh, you're going to have to hop on the back now. The sidecar is even, you know, in a camouflage form, kind of a giveaway.
1: Fair enough. Alright, and you are moving to any place in particular, or you're coming meeting the others after the Mass at the church?
0: Probably meeting
2: the other characters after church. Just seems the easiest.
0: Yeah, I I think
2: so.
1: Yeah. Alright. So yeah, after Mass, there is this large open field next to the church looming into a, into a smaller elevation and you can see marco the patriarch of the Ferrera Betancourt, courts looming around the head of uh, his extended family and then you can see his family and tipinta coming from church next to her cousins and there seems to be Jeremy, the guy that you have met back in the city, taking photos of the Sunday and everyone on their best clothes. And uh, yeah, Marco approaches Tipinta to to ask what the hell is Kenyana you know, doing around? And what do you do?
3: Well, I know Joachim feels incredibly awkward going into that church and is probably doing something to try and uh, get back in touch or, or, or something weird. I haven't decided yet.
2: Because the other thing we could probably do to help heighten tensions is do the stereotypical even though we would have planned advanced mercenaries threatening and eyeballing each other in the lot. Oh yeah, yeah, we could do that. Let's do that.
1: And, of course, you can try to get somehow the Freire is involved.
2: Abs- I was gonna say, absolutely. Just, uh, are the two large adult sons here?
1: Well, yes. Yeah, but they are staying back. Oh, I gotta insult them. I gotta insult them. In fact, the, the Freire of Betancourt, they are kind of locking ranks. So Marco is the only one that broke ranks and uh, went to approach the Pinta. The entire Freireza family is is here and they are kind of mingling with the other people in the village.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna try and, uh, while keeping an eye on the matron. uh, The Freirezas. Yeah, them. I'm keeping an eye on her while trying to intercept him, like do the whole bodyguard thing, you know, where where she basically says, no, 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 let him pass. Or she just like acknowledges him and tell, like, Signals me to let him pass or whatever she wants me to do.
1: Yeah, she seems like quite startling. Of uh, what are you doing? Don't don't start shit here.
0: You know we are among proper people here. Yeah, in God's house, not here. <laughs> well, we're in God's field right now, but whatever. <laughs> in God's field. <laughs>
2: We would have agreed on this beforehand. Johnny, And we all want to talk about it. Who is uh, the preferred target? Is it going to be John Doe pretending to fight with Berserk here and Johnny and Kiona or vice versa?
0: Which who's pretending to be on whose side? Which one are we on? We are on
2: the front courts led by Marco. Their primary exports are wheat and pigs. They are two large adult son named Diego and John. And, uh, we are feuding with the Frerezas, which are also Kyona's family. Uh, they have a girl who claims to be the Witch of Prophecy, which she fucking ain't, and she ain't much of a witch. And you are now caught up. And that is the family that uh, Kyona and Berserky are claiming to work for.
0: But so we're trying to figure out who's going to feud between us, covert operatives. Yes, the two of us and the two of them. I think it probably shouldn't be Johnny, Just because he looks a little too buttoned down at any given time to seem like that would be his vibe.
2: So, you want to be controlled guy and I'll be out of control guy?
0: Yeah, I think that. Okay. Okay. That makes sense.
2: In that case, as Berserk here does the bodyguard thing, John Doe is like pacing back and forth, looking like every bit the barely controlled violent maniac. Muttering to himself, looking at Johnny, saying the occasional "just like, you just go over there and just settle this now."
0: Every time Johnny's just leaning, he's like, "Not or not? Just hey, no, just just hold on, man. We're gonna we're, we'll 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 work this out on our own time. There's no reason to get into it today." Joachim is going to visually taunt them, taunt John
3: Doe, just like <laughs> like smirking and like, "Come on, you know you wanna." Like, but not actually say anything.
0: Basically, with body language, communicate that
2: they're just—they're they're mocking me.
0: Man, they're just—they're just trying to get in your head. That's—that's—that's that's, that's just what they—that's what they want to do. All right, they're trying to make you look bad. Don't fall for it.
2: I'll make them look bad.
0: I'll make them look bad after a fist fight. I so, I so, hey, man, come on! Not just not in front of the not in front of the kids. Are there kids here? I don't know if there would be. There would actually be children here. Probably playing off in the field or on the—I don't know.
3: I don't know about Portugal, but every church I've been to has at least some kind of play field for the children after mass. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. Something. I don't know about—I don't know about Portugal though. This is America.
1: I mean, the the church is gonna be on a place where people are already meeting. It's like there's already stuff there.
2: Yeah. All right, all right. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm I'm totally cool.
0: <sighs> Are you sure, man? Just like we don't, you know, we we don't have to do this right now. We can we can get out of here, you know. You can blow off some steam. No. No, I'm good. I'm good. All right. I mean, if you feel like you're going to you're going to snap on him, you know, you let me know so I can get I can get out in front of it.
2: Yeah. Definitely.
0: 100%. Johnny's uh, pretending to shoot uh, dirty looks at Bezark here for supposedly egging on his his friend supposedly. Okay, what are the two families? Of-
1: Again, the freres are kind of mingling. The freres are locked, right?
3: Yeah, but didn't the, the patron come over and the matron, are are they talking? Are they saying anything interesting? Anything I sh- that we should know about and sh- or sh- that we should know about but shouldn't know about?
1: I mean, to Mark, when to approach the pinta canyona's great aunt. So, whatever is going there, you don't know. Well, you assume that you're it's about canyona, so that's really what you can assume.
0: Yeah, okay. No, not yet. And has either family figured out about the fire yet? Can we see the smoke?
1: You can, because you're looking for it, but you still have a small window of time. You want to do something else. Because when, when that is going to be figured out, you cannot really do anything. Okay. Because everyone's just going to leave for that.
3: I guess I'll just wait for somebody else, like one of the family members, to while well, egging, well, egging on uh, John Doe.
2: As Joachim eggs on John Doe one more time, John Doe, again, perfectly rehearsed and discussed, cuts to, like, run at him. Goes from Levely talking to Highway Band to just, Oh, I'm going to get him, and sprints towards.
0: In this rehearsal, was I intended to... Uh, stop you was i just like supposed to like roughly grab you or whatever
2: in all honesty i don't know whatever's most interesting we'll just all call it a plan
0: yeah all according to Kaku means plan <laughs> i think i don't air quotes manage to grab you in time because i thought that i thought that you were cool for right now so i'm just like running behind you saying john no uh, I'm going to let you, you and Bezakir, sort this one out. Okay,
3: just, just, yeah, as a pause, what do you want me to do? Do you want to land a punch first, or do you want me to slam you into the ground? Or clothesline you?
0: Wait, hang on. Actually, instead of just doing it this way, can we flash back to us actually having this conversation as a group and rehearsing this in, like, a bar? Yes. Yes.
2: Uh, in, in the cave.
3: Like, wrestling rehearsals. <laughs>
2: So if you, if I hit you, we're going to talk, we can tussle for a minute and let the families think we really hate each other. Yes. Yes. And because we both, on the other hand, if you knock me flat, it'll really sell to both sides that you guys might be a little more powerhouses than we are. I don't think we want that.
3: I think basically I slam you to the ground and then you kick me off. So it's more and then we both get up and we start uh you know grappling
2: and we let johnny and kyona break us up
0: yes oh yeah that's good all right i like that a lot more i thought, I, I was gonna say let john land a punch and then and then here take takes him down
2: while you and kyona are breaking us up you guys exchange some bars really sell that we all can't stand each other
0: yeah we gotta really sell this
3: like uh that that the the the, the, the wrestling Terms. Yes.
0: Wrestling. Yeah. I watch wrestling. Yes. Which one of us is the heel? Uh, both of us are the heel. It's a battle of the heels. Yeah, heel battle.
3: I don't. I don't know how good, well those go off, though. <laughs> heel fight. Heel
0: fight.
2: Usually pretty well if they're booked correctly. But yeah, I think I think that is the perfect lock on this. And the idea is to just inf- convince both families, sell so that we're both really working for them, but also convince them that we need to be left alone to fight each other
0: yes and I think here, you should probably throw the first insult out just because since since John's going to make the first move in attacking you you say something about honor or something like that or you know disrespect, impropriety something in that vein and that way you know man
3: well what about uh, I, I, I have to do it quietly like I have to at least you know egg him on a bit but i can't be too verbal because then uh the old lady would just probably complain about me again i don't think she likes me too much but whatever i i think i'll say something like after the fight and throw some insults
0: at him after the fight yeah yeah that's a good point
2: sounds perfect
0: and then i can you know snap back or whatever yeah we'll do it like improv we'll just do it in the moment
2: kind are you good with this plan? You think going to help sell your position to uh, your family?
1: Well, it's going to give us plenty of distractions. That's it. Yeah, it's going to make selling what is happening next something that's going to be a threat to all of them. Perfect.
2: All right, let's make it happen. And then it cuts back to John Doe punching Joachim in their perfect jawline.
3: And then I just kind of... Grab you, slam you down, but it's in an awkward position. It's a purposely awkward position. It's your strength. You just kind of, I don't know wrestling moves so well, but it's kind of like you kick me off and I fall on my back. Yeah. Like it kicks, it's over you on my back. So it's like, and then we both instantly get up and just start grappling.
2: Exactly. And it's terrifying because we both have super strength. I know. And are relatively tough. So what people see is it looks scarier than it is for us.
3: Yeah. Like we're doing some uh, damage to the area
2: at this point. Yeah, and then we would lock up in the grapple and are just grumbling at each other. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: So we're just waiting for uh, the other two to break us up. I think...
0: yeah, I think for a minute I act like I don't know exactly what to, where to grab, but eventually I grab John and pull him back.
2: Let me at him. Let me at him.
0: Hey, come on, man. Get it together.
2: <laughs> I'll show them.
3: As Kiana grabs me up, I, I just chuckle a little bit under my breath. And then, uh, well, looks like uh, the cool man
2: isn't as cool as he thinks he is. I don't need to be cool. I'll get you.
3: We're so good at insults. (laughs) I'm not good at insults personally.
2: The worst part is, is we are, but but we won't hurt the homies.
1: The funny thing is, in which language are you trying insults? Both. Which both?
2: Because John Doe used their unique patchwork brain, probably Portuguese and Mirandes. As best as he can with Mirandes, because that doesn't quite give a hundred percent accuracy.
1: Mm-hmm. And Berserkies is probably going to go with the magic and whatever the insults that they are get on the receiving end. It's probably going to be like, <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> I love that. I love that Berserkus insults work in every language.
3: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, maybe we should find your school. Why don't you just go and find your sleeves?
2: Oh, yeah. Why don't you shave, trim up that mess you've got? (laughs) Zerkir
3: knows that this is all show and doesn't take it personally. They would take it totally personally if you were an enemy.
0: And
3: I would hope hope so. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't insult the beard. So I think at this point, kind of planted at this, Zerkir will start to charge back and Kiona will just get in front of them and kind of push him, like hold him back. Mm Mm-hmm anything else we're just waiting for the reactions now like i mean i'm kind of spent
2: the reactions and hopefully i think the the spice on this is that we've arranged the fight so that when people look at it it's on the same place where they can see the smoke coming over the horizon
1: Mm -hmm. so yeah so you're basically you're assured that both all the tempers are flaring just as it becomes apparent that the fire is coming so that is Panic spreading around and everyone throwing insults as everyone tries to rush in, however, they can towards the direction of the fire because they don't know what the hell is going on. For a few, are basically the only people left in the village. You can now act an impendent. So, what is it you want to do before? Well, leaving, I guess. There's really no turning back past this.
2: We you know that this ends with our legally obligated showdown at sundown. What else can we do to finish driving these rich families out? We would, again, this is another flashback to the cave. Yeah. And I'm. you know what? I'm, I'm going to ask the smartest person. Kayana, what do you think? We'll have the town to ourselves.
1: Well, I think they will be looking too close at our family. And uh, the best thing that we can do, actually... Is we can start pushing some of the property marks during that time. So it seems like the older lands of the Almeida were somewhere else. The marks. So technically, the village is bigger than it actually is. So we encroach into the Freires and Freire everything called lands. So we can move the marks there to steal some land from them, and at the same time we can move the marks between the free and from the Button Courts back and forth so that they cannot trust it. So it becomes a mess for them to claim back. So if, at the very least, then the the village stole back a little of the lands. That they are not able to claim later. Because whenever this stuff comes around, it always comes down to the marks. But because again, because they are very hard to move, but uh, and it becomes obvious when they have been moved, but we have ways to get around that, don't we?
2: I mean, You know, Kiona, I mean, between you, Berserker, and I, I think we have a regular construction... And John Doe ridiculously flexes. A regular construction crew and some earth movers.
0: Johnny leaves. (laughs) He just walks out. (laughs) I refuse to be party to this. No, No, I don't actually. That doesn't actually happen.
3: Okay. (laughs) Uh, 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 Johnny and I will kind of hide the movement and the removal and the replacement with alchemy and transmutation and whatever. Yeah, I think we could do that. So, yeah, I think the scene now cuts to us just digging a hole and putting in the markers.
2: Hey, Lou, I'm going to ask, what do the markers
3: look like? That was one of my questions. I forgot to ask.
1: Yeah, basically imagine massive rocks like the size of a person. Oh, usually it's schist or granite, and they are usually buried quite deep, so that they seem they are most likely knee or chest high, and uh, and yeah, and this is why again it's very obvious when the ground has been disturbed and uh, they move it around. It's something that is it will be a whole deal to to pull out. So you know, again it's. It's usually it's considered a pretty good way to, yeah, to know where the the borders are even between generations.
3: Yeah, so making them look like they haven't been moved, but yet have they moved? Have they not moved? They always been there. Yeah, we can do that. We got the skills. Berserkier will open a, a hole, will dig a hole or something, and then John Doe puts the marker in or Kiona and John Doe put the marker in and then Johnny with his transmutation makes look, makes it look like the dirt was not disturbed at all and Kim will make the grass grow a little bit.
2: <laughs> it's, this is a perfect... I actually love this. Like, yeah, let's do it. And then just as we finish up, we'll throw a couple of punches so it looks like we had a big fight.
3: All right, I'm, I'm really sorry, but you know, I'm truly really sorry, John, but that uh, beard comment... Uh, I just gotta get you back for it, so it's gonna hurt a little bit more than it should. What? Fair enough. Pow! Right in the kisser. John
2: goes flying. Just oh, that—that that was a good one.
3: Joachim kind of just leans down. All right, one right in the right eye, and then one, in then a the, uh, left in the the cheek.
2: All right, you, you got it. Again, not as hard as Joachim's light punch, but a light like pop, pop. All right, Kyona, you wanna, you wanna. Maybe once or twice.
1: Yeah, and she makes the gesture of making big swings so that people can see the can see the blows coming, and uh, it's actually it it's just drags the the speedy stick so that it leaves a, a surface mark, but no real actual harm.
2: You know, if this System 4 thing doesn't work out, we should we should go into pro wrestling. I think there's there's a room for a league of people with powers. Johnny never gets hurt, so he can be fine, just crouched over there, looking menacing. Take some shots and
0: that's somebody that missed, but... I can be a manager. I can be somebody's manager from the, front the corner.
2: Well, but right now, somebody's gonna need to hit you at least once.
0: I think Kiona and I will do some rock, paper, scissors for this. Yeah pro wrestling though do you really think that's gonna I don't know do you, do you think that's gonna like take off I just I don't like in this, in, in this point in the 70s pro wrestling wasn't like big big was it
2: Uh, no but like think about it this way like we've got a pro wrestler running for governor who well successfully being governor of Rhode Island
3: yeah it was big ish it was getting bigger it didn't really take off until the 80s I think I don't remember though that was my understanding as well like I said, I don't. Yeah, it, it started in like the
2: '60s. You are correct.
3: I, I saw a documentary a long time ago. Like back in the '70s, it was really okay. They basically didn't have that whole storyline thing going. Um, they just basically okay. You're gonna win this. Uh, blah blah blah. Make a show. And that was like the '70s wrestling.
2: Who's gonna who gets to punch Johnny?
0: Oh boy! Now I'm hearing it. We could uh, make it such that john if you wanted to we could make it the sort of thing where i'm trying to like you know stop you from the fight and then you're just like i'm tired of your shit and then you can just kind of toss me with one one and he does air quotes punch
2: no i it has to look better we'll let kyona berserker you'll be okay
0: yeah i just want to point out before we do anything that i am not Quite physically, the same level of prowess as all of you, so please do not break me. I would appreciate to continue to be able to, you know, like be some sort of useful after this day. So uh, that's just a thought that I had. But I, I you know, I trust y'all.
3: So. All right. Uh, I'm gonna say Yokim won the rock paper scissors and just gives you a good gut check. Oh, yep.
0: Yep. 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 That was that was a good one. You did. <laughs> yep.
2: <coughs> all right, we're all set set up for the showdown, right?
0: Yo, Keem, if I told you before how strong you are, you're real. You're so strong; it's really amazing. Uh, yeah, I, I tried to hold back, but it's you know I still got to put on a show. Yeah, no, of course. Um, it maybe uh give me like a visual cue so I can brace for it a little bit. Uh, when we do it for real, um, I think I I'll probably handle it just fine if I brace. I just wasn't quite ready.
3: Okay, I'll put, uh, I'll, I'll do do the slow, you know, turn you around uh, as you're trying to stop John Doe and turn you around, and then that's when I'll punch you in the gut.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 that'll, that'll do it. Um, I'm going to sit down for a second, just plops down <laughs> the floor of the cave, just kind of like leans back against the wall, stares at nothing. <laughs> All right. Man, super people are strong.
2: Yeah. Imagine getting hit by some of these guys full force and they are your friend.
0: Uh, you know, uh, unfortunately, to some extent, I, I do not have to imagine. <laughs> it's not ideal.
2: And then we just see after like this carefully choreographed version of the cave, the exact same moves on the in the middle of town.
0: This time we're doing it for real. Not for re- Not like real, real. Just, you know, like just like it's showtime. The cinematography, if they would just, if the director would choose to like,
3: you know, film both the rehearsal and the fight at the same time in the same scenes, just like it it would look confusing. I think it would look cool if they, if you could do it right. Just like one punch is in uh, the cave and the other punch is in the town and vice versa. And so it just skips back and forth like that. That would be pretty funny.
2: Ooh, or is it one of those cool uh like split the screen shots where the top is the cave, the bottom is the town?
0: Oh, that's cool too. I think we go I think we go yeah. I think we go back and forth. It's like we see we see a punch in the cave, we see a punch in the town, we see like a, you know, connecting shot, uh where where you have one up top and one below, and then we just kinda go into that and it rolls. It's like a it's like a, a there's a rhythm too. We get a little bit of all of it.
2: I like that. Uh so we moved the markers, we set up the fake fights so that everyone could see it. hmm So it looked like we were fighting the whole time, not moving markers. Okay. Uh I think that's about all she wrote on this little chunklet. chunk hmm Chunklet being a technical term.
1: So as you go back to your respective homesteads, you see on the aftermatch that eight took out the Atelier. And uh, it burned a lot of the grasslands that had not been cut, but the damage was contained from spreading out of the territories of the Ferreras and the Ferreri Betancourt by your impromptu gardening. The thing is, it also took a lot of the wheat of Ferrera Betancourt that was on the side that was not so attacked by the vermin summoned by berserkir so you can see that there is still a lot of arguing going on that happened between you came and everyone is sulking and in high tensions and they are loading their rifles because again the fair I'm pretty sure that the Ferrari Button Corps started this and then they lost control of it and this is why they lost a bunch of their wit. The Ferrari Button Corps are pretty sure that this was an accident because of the Atelier being so close to their stuff and uh, that this was carelessness on the Ferrier's apart and the Ferraris are incompetent and uh, they have been complaining about them encroaching in their lands quietly, and uh, this way they put it, they knew that it was not safe, so that they put so far away from their home and that they put the ferrobat course in danger with this, so things are really escalating on both households.
2: And it is our job to throw gasoline on this fire. So immediately, we already know and this is this is a truth. That the patriarch, Marco, is suspicious of their witch. He thinks that she's, you know, working with the devil. Immediately it's time for John Doe to point at her and be like, she must have set the fire using magic. And just start throwing gas on the fire of this feud by like, yeah, me and uh me and Johnny were busy, and I swear we saw her setting up some sort of witch's dolls all around the place.
0: Yeah, and we've been having problems with just, like, bad luck and missing her and, and just things going wrong all week. I just, I, I know this has to be her. She's definitely the one who's doing all this. She's making things work for us over on this side.
2: Wait, wait, don't blame us. Blame the large adult sons. Yes,
3: that's what I was, that's where I was leaning towards. And hey, weren't the, 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 large adult sons? Yeah, where were they?
1: Where were you two? Wait, we were on the church the whole time. We are hard, kind of hard to miss. You should ask—is where, where the hell was Stefan? You know, the church boy of the Ferrerese. Why, why was he not uh, around? You know what? That is a good question. Where was he?
3: Yeah, where was he? <laughs>
1: was he there? No, he was here. He was here the whole time. Uh, yeah, he was. But the, yeah, but the thing is that the Ferrerese were mingling, so it's pretty hard you know, to find, because yeah, they can argue, because they all were together, so it's pretty obvious that they were all together while the Floreza were around back and forth, so yeah. Stefan was there, but uh, he's not throwing attention to himself. Stefan was like, I was talking with the old priest. That's a convenient excuse.
0: And as we all know, the old priest doesn't remember what happened to him like three minutes ago, so he can't verify this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What is that to verify?
2: I'm just saying burning some ugly portraits to destroy valuable wheat seems like something y'all would do.
0: I have to concur. The motivation is definitely there.
1: Augusta
0: raises an eyebrow.
1: Who said anything about ugly portraits? How well do you know what is there?
2: Everyone in town knows she goes there to paint. I've only been
1: here for three days and four people told me. Are you calling me a liar? And Lucy's like, who says that my portraits are ugly? Also, I don't play portraits. I play landscapes.
0: <laughs> I just want to say for my wait, landscapes only, huh? Interesting. Anyways, for my part, John told me. These are the people in town told him. So, like, you know, he was just kind of mentioning in passing. And we were talking about the fact that uh, she's
2: a witch. Yeah, I hear that with magic you have to destroy something valuable to you to get any real power. So she probably started the fire.
0: That's a great point. Honestly, I bet by I bet by you know what I bet just like this is one of those witch hexes where she was like she's if she's doing landscape painting she painted a landscape and then set the paintings on fire so that the whole thing would catch on fire. This is of course bad logic, and I know that, and I'm doing it on purpose because even even I Sam, a simpleton. <laughs> wouldn't would know that this makes no sense it's just to inflame it's it's just to inflame
1: and the two sisters start bickering why hell have to do something like that
0: oh, no that's, that's not how magic works they're lying oh so you do know how magic works now that's interesting and you are accusing us of lying which is also interesting everything i've been saying is so stupid you know what? I think we should all confront
3: this after we all cool off at sundown in the town square.
1: Yeah, you know what? I think we should. No, no. What? This is not a movie. What the hell is wrong with you? your foreigners. And uh, you assume that uh, you are turning the the two families against the three of you. Oh, dang. I, I did not mean
3: it that way. I.
2: I... I'm gonna I'm gonna salvage this really quickly in a uh, incredibly simple way. Who do we want to pin the blame on in our family for this? Who do we hate the most?
0: Which ones are the most annoying ones? I forget who's who's who in our family.
2: We've got Marco, the two large adult sons. Yeah, we've got Marco's.
0: I do really like fucking with the two large adult sons. That's very fun for me.
2: Uh, hold on. I wrote down her name. She drives the fucking uh, convertible.
0: Marisa. There
1: we go, Marisa. Ugh. Oh, there was a
2: convertible we could have just
3: faced? Dang, I missed that.
2: Oh, I played on throwing it at somebody at some point.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, and then there is Amelia, the one that actually does the accounting.
2: Oh, fuck, we gotta blame the accountant.
1: Yes. Yeah, you, you can uh, flash back and produce an insurance for the crop. That's actually Yeah,
2: <laughs> I was about to say. Uh, and is the accountant physically present? Because that would truly sell it.
1: Yeah, Amelia is there. Well, Marco,
2: boss, I didn't really want to uh, tell you this, but uh, I think you might have a trader in the ranks. Uh, look what we found. Hand over the insurance form for the crop that is expertly forged by probably Highwayman.
3: And also the paintings for some reason. Because you can insure paintings, very, like, even if they're bad ones.
1: Yeah, but why won't she insure the paintings of the other
3: family? Oh, that's the other family? Never mind.
1: Yes. Yeah. I got
2: confused. Although, if you pulled out, or if your coyote pulled out, similar.
1: You can, yeah, you can have also falsified that she bought the paintings and insured them at an absurd value.
0: There we go. I will. And now it, now it's insurance fraud.
1: had the paperwork. But now they are just breaking amongst each other, like different family members, like thinking that they are working uh, with their counterparts on the other families and nobody can trust each other. It's
0: extremely tense. Perfect. That's exactly what we wanted.
2: Now we just need to figure out the spark that'll light the powder cake.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And Augusto just says, Okay, hear me out. We're not going to solve anything today. We go home. Amelia, you say that you did not do this. That's right. So we go to a notary to the city tomorrow and we clear out what the hell is going on and we can see if these documents are real or not and then we can settle this issue and there's immediately... Tiago, one of the large adults, starts going, no, you just want to say that because you want to, you know that your co-friends are going to side with you. And there's once again pickering, but there is the germ of an idea of what they're going to do tomorrow that gets them to go back to their homes. Yeah, but they, the both families, they go in silence as they don't trust each other. And are really trying to hold their thoughts to themselves.
2: Folk, John Doe will communicate this entirely with a series of looks and hand signs uh, while they're distracted. So uh, as soon as they leave tomorrow, we convince the families to attack each other, right?
3: I say we kidnap the notary. There's no notary. Yeah, just
0: both of us just pin it on the other side. Yeah, pin it. Yeah.
2: I fucking adore that so much.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's very, very good. I don't even think we need to kidnap the notary realistically. I think we just need to make sure that the... We, we, just, we just say that each side kidnapped the notary and we can just like go grab the notary and be like, hey, can we like take you somewhere else for a little while? <laughs> like, some bad shit's about to happen.
3: Hey, how would you like to visit France for a bit? We got that.
2: I'll pay you $100 to leave.
0: For, like, a week. <laughs> hey, we want to keep you safe from crime happening to you. Please, like, here's... Here's three hundred and fifty dollars. Go on a short vacation. Yeah, I think that's what we do. I don't think we need to actually kidnap this person. We'll just because this, this is just a regular old person. We don't need to. Oh, yeah,
3: he's just probably this old little old man. He's shaking. It's like, oh oh, three hundred and fifty dollars. Hells, yeah.
0: And he's just, it's just like a free vacation. For sure, for sure, for sure. Let's grab the missus. Just let me grab the missus. <laughs> Lou, do you want us to do that scene? I'm happy to talk to an elderly notary.
1: <laughs> no, no, we can get that this is something that uh, you're doing on the on the side. So, yeah, it seems things are not going to be solved anytime soon and only going to be escalate to. So what is your move next? Again, it's again night. So you meet again at the cave. So what is that you prepared? I'm going to
3: keep an eye out for anybody following us, at least me and Kiona. I'm pretty sure there's some people that are suspicious of us and are going to follow and I'm going to lay a
2: trap for them.
1: Mhm.
2: Yeah, same deal is John and Johnny are going to be very careful. I think because this is Johnny's
3: power. Johnny sees like can calculate the future. Mhm. So He's going to calculate exactly where we leave the pit trap that we know about, but the person people following us don't know about and they fall in the pit trap and we're just like
0: looking. Well, so I will say this. I do feel like if we do any sort of like trapping, it will probably definitely tip them off that we're up to some shit, because even if they are following us for suspicious reasons, if we leave a trap behind us. I mean, sure, it's a pit trap and they'll be they'll be stuck in it for a little while, but eventually they will be unstuck. And then they can be like, hey, it wasn't, you know, uh, good point. It wasn't the families. It was actually those motherfuckers. I would propose that we just, you know, be air quotes like foreseeing here. We can just essentially waste enough time just going from like, you know, innocuous public location to innocuous public location that they're just like, OK, they're not up to anything. They're just idiots. All right. And then they get bored and leave. But we do take a long time, I think, to to get to the cave just because we are trying to be, uh, you know, uninteresting and backtrack a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. We're just doing a bunch of really boring errands.
2: And then once we're there with no tails, just all right. So here's my thought. We mess with the notary and use that as an excuse to get both families to attack each other. We keep casualties to a zero.
0: I think if we really want to sell the fact that the notary was kidnapped after we get him out of his house, Bezerkir you can get in there and just sort of rough it up a little bit, make it look like somebody broke in and did something, and that, and you know, after after we get the families out of town, uh, we can just go back in and fix it before they come back from their little trip. We won't even have to, you know, we'll just send up a gift basket.
3: Yeah, we need to place some evidence from both families, like a torn shirt that the uh, or something like that just so
0: we gotta make sure
2: do you still have the large adult son's pants
0: maybe i listen i as much as i agree with that notion i feel like pants oh no that's not a bad idea though because then we so we like some of the evidence we place for one of the families needs to look like it was an obvious plan some of the evidence needs to look like an accident yeah exactly so the pants is an obvious plant because most people when doing a kidnapping do not leave pants behind
3: well we won't leave the whole pants won't we leave like a tear or something
0: oh I see yeah that's a good point yeah leaving a whole pair of pants behind like something that was lost in the scuffle yeah that that just leaving a whole pair of pants beyond, behind would go beyond sort of just like being bad at kidnapping and into like what the fuck are you doing so, I actually regret bringing that up. This gear thing makes a lot more sense.
3: Like, it should be something that is like, hey, this is a handkerchief, like a personal handkerchief from one, or a personal knife, or something like that, that would fall out of the pocket, like, could be forgotten if they're, like, too worked up. You know? Yeah, 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 I agree.
2: And, Jen, when they want to fight, we do it the simple way.
0: With, with fighting.
1: Well, and we keep them from killing each other and just destroy the property. Well, the problem is that uh, they're gonna want us to actually fight each other. You know, they are hiring mercenaries. If things are going to escalate, they're gonna send us. So
0: I don't know how beneficial it is that we are in the picture. Well, I mean, it's sort of an unorthodox idea. John, you and I could make a big show of bowing out as mercenaries. Yeah. Could uh, you know our our side of things, they could, you know, seek out other non-superpowered mercenaries and then, you know, Bezirk here and Kenyona would have just a no. I mean kind of a cakewalk in front of them.
2: Circle back and make sure to protect the innocent people of the town.
3: Well, uh, couldn't we like um, during the height of the scuffle kind of just abscond?
0: Is that the right word? Disappear.
2: Could always walk in now and renegotiate our
1: contracts.
0: That's a, yeah. That's that's a good point. Uh, yes, uh, Joachim, that was the right that was the right word. Oh, okay, cool.
1: Or we can just leave, and then it seems like we went to the other side. That actually makes them more desperate. Yeah, it's a great point.
2: I mean, kinda that no, yeah, this is this is your parade. We're just marching a band. I call cymbals.
0: I'm more of a uh, I'm more of a snare drum type of man. I always like the horn instruments.
2: What about you, Kiana?
0: <laughs> what instrument would you play in a marching band? <laughs> Go into great detail.
1: I mean, uh, I would use either drums or bowpipes. pipes.
2: The pipes, I mean, you could add some much needed uh, like woodwind. I, uh, focus, sorry, distracted. Percussion. But yeah, if that's what you think about. So, I I do think we should stick close by just in case they decide to vent their frustrations on innocent folk. But as soon as we're sure they're not, we can go back home.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm into that. Maybe we can even throw on some, uh, some like, I can set us up, like, some dead drop disguise-like kits so that we can put those on after we roll out, and that way, you know, we make sure that they're not messing with innocent people. They don't know that it's us doing it. Yeah, I mean, it's probably smart. And just other strangers passing through. Yeah. what
2: kind of, I'm going to ask now. Hmm. Feel a little better? Yeah. Fair enough. Let's we'll see how it plays out tomorrow, right?
1: I for sure.
2: And then you're going to buy the beer when we get back to Santiago. And, uh, oh, wait, uh, and we reach behind the rock and pull out the painting of the cloud.
1: What the fuck is that? Do you like this? What?
2: It was in her painting shack.
0: Okay. See, this is actually that's that's actually the perfect reaction. I want I want you now now envision this. All right, lens flare. All right, he's walking in for the day. Goes over to the desk. Is lens flare use he him or they them? He. Okay. Thank you. He goes over to his desk. All right. He sits down. He opens a drawer to get a pen or whatever. And this thing is just fucking staring back at him. Imagine that. Imagine how good that'll be. Johnny's just sort of gesturing suggestively at the clown painting. <laughs> He's just, huh? What do you think? Huh? Dear God.
2: <laughs> right? The rest of the art was no great.
0: Yeah, the rest of the art was honestly, like, just, just pretty. I would call, honestly, bland would be the best word. It's just, it's just. It, Hotel art. Yeah, yeah. Deeply, like, you could sell this in a department store. It was deeply uninteresting.
2: All right. Hide it away.
0: <laughs> Johnny rolls the clown painting back up. Just gotta keep you safe. Good night, bozo. <laughs> Did you name it? I've been workshopping a few different names. If we're gonna, if it's gonna be sort of the center point of, I assume the first of several pranks, it, I feel like having a shorthand to refer to it. So, except pretty much any other name. I don't think we should name it. You
2: should never name something you might have to kill.
0: That's a great point. The actual final arc of, of, of System 4 is us just fighting a big painting. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Kinda, I also we do want to admit one thing. This is a beautiful land, nice to visit it again.
1: Yeah, no, it is. Well, let's hope that there is a land to visit again.
2: And they can't take away hope. Alright, let's go wreck the joint. And, like, and John Doe does like, the very playful like punch on the shoulder to Coyote, like, let's go.
0: Then smash cut. To what? I don't know. I actually am not. I'm still not 100% sure what a smash cut is. So I think it's going to be
3: Kiona and I stealing something from somebody in the house. Don't know exactly what. Like something personal. Then we go and bribe the notary to go on a short vacation. Mess the house up. Just enough so it looks like there was a struggle. Mm -hmm. And... uh, Then we plant the evidence in other places where the Johnny, using his prediction, will predict that uh, somebody of the the other house would go to. So they would each find the other house's items that were dropped. So they could like I don't know if that'll even work, or maybe they're too smart for that.
2: I actually that sounds perfect.
1: Yeah, I would say that uh, you you get uh, all the worked gold that uh, Alexandrina and uh, the other members of the family usually wear. I will say this is what you get to the night, because it's also very recognizable. Yeah, and what do, do the others get from the Ferrero Bettencourt? I
2: say we pin this one, Marisa. I say we tear a chunk off her jacket. We'll pin this on one of the large adult sons.
0: See, I was actually going to say that we just—just just like our our piece of evidence is just on one uncon- unconscious large adult son. I think that's too hard to move. It probably is, but I, but boy, that'd be funny. Just just face down, ass up. That, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> just <laughs> unconscious as hell in the middle of this wrecked house,
2: hands in his pockets for some reason. Uh. <laughs> just-
0: The thought of an unconscious person face down, ass up, hands in pockets (laughs) really got me on that one.
2: But I think, uh, yeah probably like either a cuff link or something. Cufflinks are one of Brad's favorite accessories. That's why they frequently come up. They're a good one. The easy up evidence.
1: Alright, and after the arrangements are, are then, to leave the scene and go back home.
2: I do think That there's at least one scene of us looking at the place as we are leaving. Probably via catching like a train, honestly, makes a lot of sense.
1: Well, the trains are not going to bring you to Spain. They're going to bring you to the capital. And uh, the NATO carrier? Oh,
2: yeah. I think that it's us sneaking back the way we came across the river and genuinely just... You know, Kiona, you do take us the nicest places we've been. Not even kidding. I'd rather go here than England.
0: That's Yeah, I was about to say, that's objectively true. We had to go to England once, and that was just...
2: This was nicer than Japan, too, I think.
0: You know, it was... I I think Japan is still a cool place, but boy, howdy, our time there specifically was was rough.
1: Oh, yeah! Well, I might be away from it, but... The reason why I fight with System 4 is because of places like my home. There are countless places like this across the world. And the thing is, for the Imperial, the world is just topography. It's a dead place meant to be used. My land is not that special. And that is what makes it special. It still gets to be a land. Again, not just topography.
2: You know, genuinely, that's one of the best reasons I've heard. Better than mine. Now, Kiona, I know your answer, but I'm going to ask anyway. You want to come help us hide this clown painting in Lens Flare's desk?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, let's go. Knew it. But again, what is uh, the exit strategy that you have? I hate to say it,
2: but I almost think the way we came in is going to be the same way to get out. Mm-hmm. We, <laughs> we put on our twinkiest shorts, and oh, Yeah. The they uh they must be using some sort of crazy uh latine magic to drive us off and we just walk through the border. By like, pretending to be retreating Rhodesians.
1: Uh yes. <laughs>
0: I I I'm not gonna lie, up until we talk like we started talking about this, I forgot that this is how we got into the country, it's just by pretending to be fascist twinks. It's good that we're. I'm just saying that this is a nice sort of book ending we're doing. Of of <laughs> that's how we started and that's how we're leaving.
1: So as you are leaving, you find that the road towards the dam, where is the crossing site, is blocked by a bunch of tracks, and you recognize one of the tracks is a pig track, and you see. A bunch of former police officers and other fascists, alongside Augusto Friereza and Emilio Ferreira Betancourt, and a few of their employees, gathered yeah, all together, blocking. And Augusto has full reverted back to cop mode and steps forward. Well, 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 we knew you were... Behind this, I rounded up all the boys, and we're gonna round you up and bring you back. Please resist. I would love an excuse. It was my beat stick? <laughs>
0: oh, buddy, John Doe. Hey, my friend. So would we is laughing so hard
2: he is on the ground just hold on hold on oh my
0: sides! <laughs> um i think in it is kind of in contrast to the way that johnny's been acting for most of this time because like you know he's kind of been playing the role of buffoon a little bit in front of them in contrast like this sort of This like super icy stare looking at Augusto and he uh, says, yeah, I've got to be honest with you. We would also very greatly enjoy that. And he smiles this wide sort of mean looking smile as he uh, as he like takes a big, long puff of the cigar.
2: Augusto, my friend, I'm going to give you one chance to do the smartest thing you could. Go get like a dozen more guys.
0: Johnny revs the motorcycle as punctuation. berserk your flex i'm not afraid of
1: a few cone man and the smuggler and being just keeps her head
2: oh oh wait a second i you just ooh, ooh! yo kima to i, I know we caught this movie the other week uh you want to show him a little you want to show scarecrow a little fire uh
3: sure i think i just you know what I just leap into the fray, knocking a. F- this is a bridge, so they're like by the
1: bridge. It's a dam. It's a dam. It's a dam.
3: Oh, it's not. What? what it's a dam. So it's still okay. So it's a dam. Sorry, I, I forgot. Still, stuff can go over the edge.
1: <laughs> yes,
3: famously, uh, I I don't want to damage the dam because that would be a disaster for a lot of people. I'll change what I was going to do and actually just slam into one of the cars or into all the cars and just knock them off the dam.
1: Yeah, I, I get. look, there's a bunch of fascists, you can just start thrashing them around. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, just describe the thrashing that you do.
0: As Bezer here is doing that, um, I think Johnny guns the bike and, like, it makes it seem like he's rushing straight toward them, turns at the last second, and starts basically just, like, essentially just kind of circling them quickly enough that, like, I'm I'm sort of hemming them in to, like, a specific location. Just doing, uh, like, I mean, kicking up any, any dust or anything that I can that would, like, make it harder for them to see and breathe and all that other sort of shit. He's, at this point, kind of just creating a little bit of spectacle. I don't think he's going to I don't think he's going to try and shoot anybody until like unless they start something. But he's definitely like essentially, I don't know if I should put if we should put this in the podcast, but he's basically teabagging these (laughs) fascists. That's that's essentially what's happening here. What are you going to do, idiot?
2: John Doe is going to go into the cheerleader, giving someone a boost pose and look at Coyote and be like, hey, you, you want a boost?
1: Yeah, let's
2: let's jump the tower, babe. And as soon as Coyota jumps, jump after her and just start laying just one after the other, handing out naps.
0: I feel like this is a move that because Bezerkir is insanely strong, that we've probably practiced before since I'm on the bike. If possible, we're definitely gonna close line a few guys as I like continue to circle. Like just grab either Bezerkir's. Does Bezercure have an Axe, what's their weapon?
3: But but unless you pull out, unless they pull out their weapons, Misericure not pulling
0: out their weapons. We just grab forearms and just like clothesline a couple guys as Johnny does a pass on the motorcycle. Yeah,
2: as John, Doug, Kyota are knocking people out like, you know, this really is the best day
0: ever. It's honestly is like how long has it been since we got or since we got a happy ending Johnny says as he just roars by he just clobbers somebody with the butt of the sniper rifle Berserk here somehow has the the convertible and the convertibles
3: now over just tossing the convertible into the depths of the dam
2: uh I do want the record to show that we leave Augusto for last
3: oh 100 and for Kiona absolutely.
1: Yeah, Kenona is pulling out her nice sleeves back and approaching, throwing the stick in the air. And she's going to approach Augusta Stolov, but then there's a bullet that lands at her feet. And she turns around and she sees that a bunch of Spanish fascists and border guard are coming over. And she says, ah, We can never have nice things. Are you taking? Get off those ones so that we can continue.
0: Oh, don't you worry about them. Absolutely. Johnny revs the bike and uh, hits a button and the sidecar actually folds into it. So it's just a bike um, and then pops a wheelie and just fucking like charges. I think maybe even goes over the side of the dam and like is just for superhero bullshit reasons, like riding sideways on it. Because we have established before, I think, that this thing can definitely do vertical. Yes, yes, we have. And if we haven't, it can now. It is the wonderbite. It's, it's 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 Christy. She's amazing.
3: Bezikir will totally leap into the throng of fascists, pulling out the axe now and just going to town
0: and like this whirlwind of... Axe and fist and foot. I think Johnny comes up over the side of the dam at like just sort of like and basically uses it like a ramp, lands in just the center of a of a cluster of them, and just does like a super hard like spin and just knocks a bunch of dudes' ankles out from underneath them.
2: Yeah, I think John leaps, pulls a gun out of a dude's hand, be like, why do you have this? You you don't even know what you're doing with it, and starts hitting people with it.
0: As Johnny, I think, like, gets close enough or passes by, like, John, John, he's just like, that thing barely even deserves to be called a gun. And then he, like, whips out his sniper rifle, which, like, does its, like, unfolding, like, cool thing. And he's like, now that's a gun. And just, and in the midst of all of this, uh, we are leaving uh, Kayona kind of, know, wide open. Get the justice she is owed. Yeah,
1: and we just see Emily cowering as she's just beating Augusto. Beating the former fascist. Well, former, codes. <laughs> yeah. A truck coming on the other direction, and a bunch of former soldiers on uniforms and with red armbands are approaching one of the communist militias, and with that, Kenyona gives a massive, uh, just jams her head against Augusto's chest, and as he is losing consciousness, she steps on him, well, since we are leaving you in good company.
2: John is yelling. at. To the cottage, hello, boys. I think genuinely, it there's just such a just you know, yeah, this is top five, top five adventures we've been on, guys.
0: Honestly, just like this is the it was, compared to everything else we've done by definition, this is the happy ending.
1: The thing is, it seems like Spain pretty much now there is a border incident going. How well do you think you can get back? right and Kenyona curses as you are in Spain well we can go back to the cave and traveling through the underworld you know the underworld the literal wonderworld. but we gonna one needs protection in doing so and I don't know if any of you is up to it or we can ask his help mm. Whose help? You know who you three hate him, but he still zones you for the last time on Canada after you freed him from all those Nazis there. No. Yeah. I
2: don't want to go to the underworld.
1: Well, do you do you have any other idea?
3: Well, I think we're going to have to because uh, I don't really trust Bifrost travel. Not after the last time. That last time hurt a lot.
1: All right. Let's go get help. Do you know how to summon him?
2: Hold on. Where did I write it? I got to go back in my notes. Did I not write his name down? Am I bad? All right, Lou, I'm bad. I will take my bad Brad point. What? I cannot remember his name. I know him.
1: Yeah, Simon Lacry-Bolivar.
2: And John would probably know how to summon him. Yeah, seventy like
3: I think you just gotta say his name in a mirror three times.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Goofier, like, uh, I. You know what? On one hand, I actually think that is the. You, it's not in front of a mirror; it's in front of a window. So John finds a window, and just
1: Boulevard, 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 and the case part away. And you can see a ghostly army come in and you can hear cackling as the green glowing figure of Simon Lacra Bolivar wearing disco clothes and sporting some killer shades, greens, is the necroplasmatic god of death that the Americans foolishly try to reconstruct with The identity of Simon Bolivar to undermine South American communism, but now a dead god completely out of their control appears in front of you. Oh my, look at them, look at the four that are here, System 4. This is Simulacra
2: Bolivar.
0: I can't believe you've done this. This is not Johnny talking. This is Sam talking. I can't believe you've done this. This is such a wild, extremely good, very stupid idea. I cannot believe the two of you. <laughs> you're both, you're both, you're both going to jail. I, I cannot believe you. I kind of feel
3: like his boat is a discotheque. Like he's gonna take us through via discotech.
2: Yeah, this is Simulacra Boulevard. The U.S. created him, and he's a he's a god of death.
0: Johnny's head is fully like cocked, like a puppy's, just off to one side, and he is puffing on a cigar that has now gone out. And he just says, "Huh, you know what?" whatever yeah sure why not absolutely I just. It was, yeah hey um I know that I can I just want to say um this is I don't mean you uh Joachim when I say this I just want to make this very clear magic is stupid did you know that did you know that magic is stupid I'm just saying that that's just a thing that I would like to put out into the universe magic's stupid it really is
2: Mr. Bolivar or my the have you met Johnny and uh Joachim?
1: Of course, you know that there are no secrets for me. I Well, yes, but traditionally amongst
2: flesh cultures, it is polite to say hello. These are, you know, Kiona and yeah, here's Joachim and Johnny.
0: Yeah, nice to nice to see you.
2: We need to travel through the underworld.
0: Oh, do you?
1: Yeah. What is in for me? How is this more amusing than what the Americans have designed for these lands?
2: Johnny, you're going to hate this. Probably. Go on. I'll let you lead us through as long as we arrive safely on the other side in the same, in a reasonable amount of time to us, not a reasonable amount of time to you. I'll let you lead us through and we'll do the disco dances.
1: Deal.
0: Donut, why would you do that? <laughs>
1: I hate you all so much, King this says.
0: All right, I. As Johnny raises his hand. Excuse me. What what disco dances are you talking about? Just do what the skeletons do. The 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 fucking what now?
1: If you ever find yourself wandering the streets of Santiago in the year 70X, perhaps you can join us for lunch at the little expat restaurant known as the cuisineer's Sun Frontiers. the San Frontiers, it's its normal, it's regular, it is just, you know, when you go for the Cousiners and Frontiers in a break from one quinch, actually, when you have plenty of time and you can make all the way across town, and it's Jondo, it's Canona, and it is Iron Man, and it's pretty normal, so how normal it is this time,
0: pretty regular, Everything is totally normal. Mm -hmm. What is the soup? Absolutely. Enrique is there.
2: Yeah, bone broth. Yeah, bone broth.
0: Yeah, it's just some bone broth. And everything is completely normal. And also there is a skeleton just standing some like disco adornments all over his bones. But he's not discoing right now. Because that's what he does when in his spare time. For his profession, he is here to work as a pizza chef. He has a name tag because he can't talk because he's a skeleton. You know, he doesn't have vocal mechanism. But he is standing over the table waiting to take our pizza order because he is the, uh, the pizza chef there. And his name is Fabio Scaletti.
1: I'm sorry, I did not hear that right. What was his name?
0: Sorry, it's uh, it says on his name tag, it says, hello, my name is Fabio Scaletti.
1: And he's standing to this place alone tonight today Uh, or he has some friends with him.
0: The rest of the ordinary staff for the Cuisinier Sans Frontier, they're off today. Um, they are uh, just taking some time off and uh, so Fabio got a couple of his friends to come in and they're just making some pizza because that's what Fabio is really good at. So uh, in the back, there are some other skeletons back there such as Luigi Bonzini and Franco Fritoni and Paolo Pizza Bones. And standing up at the front, looking over all of them proudly, is Pietro Bones. Just looking at, at his friends make uh, some great pizza Napolitana. She- chef. Chef, sorry. Chef Pietro Bones. But all they, I, got, I cannot be clear uh, clear enough, the only thing these skeletons do is pizza. The bone broth is actually unrelated. They made that, just the regular staff made that so they would have a soup to serve while they were while they were out on on holiday so it is just a coincidence we're eating pizza
1: because we describe it that it's more diner style so but do they actually have a a wood oven in the cuisiner's the skeletons brought one
2: and it is making a very faint as the p and for some reason it's got green fire
0: yeah, it's a um, so they they the skeletons brought this brought this pizza oven from home, and no one's saying the phrase haunted pizza oven. We're all thinking it, but like it would be rude to say it, so uh, no one's saying that. But uh, you know, yeah, and uh, Johnny's just like, I gotta say, man, this is some this is some really this is some really excellent pizza. Honestly, I I mean I've had some good pizza in my day, but I mean I honestly I am impressed. By the craft here, this is this is fantastic.
1: And Kenyon is stretching, flexing, massaging her neck. I'm beaten. Uh, I had so much work going back. I have uh, months of reports to actualize on just on Spain, and I still have not even written anything on uh, Miranda. Oh, I really want some pizza. Uh, what are y'all getting? I'm absolutely
2: not going to miss this salsiccia e Friarelli. I usually don't... I don't usually mess with the broccoli rabe, but I got to. I, I, I got to. I gotta know. I was
1: going to get that. And uh, Enrique looks over. What? What is that? What is that pizza?
2: It's a pizza with uh, smoked provolone, pork sausage, and broccoli rabe on it. Along with extra virgin olive oil.
1: That's weird. I don't know. There's nothing. Seems much like it. Why is it weird? Well,
2: you want a piece?
1: Yeah, sure. I'll try it. I'm getting a scarola myself. I love indives.
2: I think for a second, we're all just just stunned that Enrique is getting food. What? At least I am.
0: Uh, nothing no, that sounds that sounds delicious. Uh, uh, can I trade just slice for slice on mine? Uh, sure. I'm just I'm just gonna kind of go classic. I think I'm just gonna go uh, just classic margarita. Uh, it's, you know I, I realize it's not necessarily the most exciting thing, but I, it's uh, you know nothing like classic. Yeah,
1: I mean of course, it makes sense. You have a Neapolitan chef. You have to try a margarita at least once. Uh, tell me, are
0: you getting buffalo, or are you weird and don't like good cheese? No, of course I'm gonna get bufala, there's, there's no other, uh, no other correct way to have it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can sense that there was a lot of tension between the skeletons. <laughs> We're right over hearing the conversation.
0: I think uh, Johnny turns to ask uh, to ask Franco a question and then or sorry, Fabio, a question and then thinks better of it. And he says, yeah, Fabio, this is uh, this is fantastic. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I think we're OK for the moment. Should I just.
1: Oh, no, I, 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 I still have no picked pick. Mm, I think I, I- I think Calabresa, if you can get good for the latte, will be my choice, Fabio. Ooh, that sounds... Mm. Yeah, we can also trade the slice, I guess. <laughs> I guess, yeah.
2: Mm. We'll all trade slices.
1: Just seems smart. Oh, also, uh, can you make one with Parmigiano and rukulev f- to take away? Uh, because Voidwalker is going to be pissed if... If we, if she knows that we came here and it was pizza days, When oh, if you have fried zucchini, also put them as, aside on a bucket, and and bring some to us. Yeah, yeah, voids will be really mad.
0: Honestly, and we'll also take I think just an order of fried zucchini for the table uh, for now. Uh, not even just one for takeaway because I I yeah, that sounds good. That that does sound absolutely delicious. But yeah, uh thank you, Fabio. Uh we're we're all we're all looking forward to it.
2: So uh Kiona, thanks for coming out to lunch. I think it was probably smart that we all had it out to lunch after Led Slayer looked at his drawer.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, it's like I it's, we, we can agree that it is a little it is a little weird that it's just skeletons, right? I mean, it's I mean not like a ton, but just like it's just a little weird.
1: And everyone looks at you like Including uh, Enrique, like, why are you being so rude? They, uh, no.
2: It's, (laughs) look, we, is this because in the underworld they made you do the hustle?
0: I, I hate the, I hate the hustle.
2: I know you hate the hustle.
0: It's, I, I want to be clear. It's, it's not even necessarily the fact that skeletons are here making pizza. That's actually not weird to me. It's just, I guess it's seeing them not be disco dancing. Yeah. Is kind of what's throwing me off. Like, I am I just like, I sort of got at my head was just, I just accept that that's what they're doing. And then they come here and they're just like, they're just making some damn fine pizza. And it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's like a a mental whiplash thing. That's really kind of what I got going on right now.
1: Are you telling me you were one of those weird kids that freaked out the moment they discovered that their teachers existed outside of the school? (laughs) I can see it.
0: I did have an experience that was kind of like that. You are sort of simplifying it a bit in ways that I don't think you may be aware of, but there was, uh, yeah, it was pretty strange the first time I encountered a teacher outside of school. Uh, I, I will say that as, uh, he says that Johnny, uh, even though I know this is a lunch, but takes on a surprisingly just sort of, uh, kind of sober expression for the moment, uh, as he says that, and then he kind of just like shakes his head a little bit, he says, man, all I can think about now is fried zucchini ever since you said it, honestly. It's just, I want it so, I mean, like the pizza is going to be fantastic, but like, just, I want something fried right now. Well, the fried zucchini are coming already, see? Oh, thank God. Just reaches in and and grabs a slice and just uh, dips it into the, into the marinara. And it's just like, oh man, Uh, it's been far too long since I had fried zucchini. This is absolutely delicious.
1: Oh, it's fried zucchini flour. So you know how it is. It's the flour fior de zucca, and it's
0: filled with uh, ricotta and uh, fried. Dear God, that is that is just that is just on, that's honestly sinful. It truly really is. Damn, that looks. Uh, this is me speaking out of character now. That looks incredible. A listening audience, our listening audience can't see this, and maybe we'll cut this part out. But like,
1: no, uh,
0: wow. Hey, listeners, y'all need to get this, this thing where they make the fried zucchini flowers with the mozzarella. Just like, it's like, whoa, y'all need to, y'all need to seek this out or make it at home and then send me some and my address. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to talk to myself on our podcast.
1: So, yeah, I mean, everyone is a mouthful. The moment the pizzas start coming, like, yeah, they're just, just rolling the slices of a yes. Yes. It's just, Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's the quietest lunch we've ever had <laughs> everybody is perfectly silent um, it's just like yeah no uh, Johnny picks up a uh, a slice of his pizza and uh, holds it out to, uh, to Enrique
1: oh, this is delicious Are we sure? oh, uh, I wish these guys were always here
2: yeah, these pizzas are fantastic. I've never had this style. Like, I know it's weird. I've been to Italy a couple times since whenever we came back, but I don't remember having anything this
1: good. Yeah, I'm not even mad. Uh, like, I got, I got a very nice blue So I was just going to prepare you bones boiled inside a cow's stomach. That was going to be what I was going to get for them to cook and i'm not even mad
0: (laughs) yeah this is this is great yeah no i'm i I mean like don't get me wrong i've never come here and had a meal that i didn't think was excellent but like sometimes just having something just simple like excellent pizza it's, it's just it's just one of the best things in life man it's you know
2: excellent pizza with good company plus enrique is always a fantastic time
0: now, now don't pick on, now don't pick on Enrique, he's... Huh? Did I say something? I'm
1: sorry, I was focusing on the pizza.
2: Ari, Enrique, you know I'm playing.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Again, I told you, this is delicious. It's just salty enough. And then the dough, oh, the dough. How do they get it to raise so much?
0: Mm-mm. mm mmm. While Enrique is talking, he does not realize that one of the skeletons is standing directly behind him, uh, just sort of. Uh, and the skeleton has a very, um, is making sort of a very pleased pose as it's listening to him just praise the quality of this pizza overall. It's just got like its hands over its mouth and stuff, and it looks like very, like just very delighted, but it is still a skeleton, so it's a little spooky, but it's like right behind him.
1: Uh, oh God!
0: Hey, uh, Enrique. By the way, would you mind uh, just popping into the back real quick and seeing if you could uh, see if you could maybe go grab a bottle of red wine?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, with the Falangina del Beneventano.
0: He turns around and there's a skeleton immediately behind him. <laughs> oh, there you go. They're just. I, I'm
2: just surprised that more skeletons don't get into food service. I mean, think about it. They don't have to worry about hair getting in the food or anything.
0: You know, that's a great point. Honestly, if they were just if they just come in clean, they can probably stay pretty clean throughout the entire thing. Uh. Should we start like a skeleton restaurant side business? just like just just a little something for for funsies, just like a place where skeletons can kind of really express themselves.
2: I swore on an old oak tree in the American Midwest. I'd never work in a kitchen again.
0: Oh, no, I don't mean us. I mean, we leave it to the skeletons, just kind of you know, let, the, let them do their thing, just come in and kind of and kind of enjoy it, make sure they have everything they need. It's just a thought. We can talk about it later. Just, you know, we'll, we'll workshop it.
1: I mean, that'll be great. Yeah, I think it's intruding on my oath. What do you think, Kayana? Oh, that'll be great. I think they, they can do pretty well with all this. My question is, what the fuck will be doing there? Like, yeah, maybe that should be what we do, you know, after we're retiring from superheroes. System 4 is not going to be around forever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we just open uh, a skeleton pizza dear. Absolutely. Skeleton Restaurant Empire. Yes, absolutely. I am so down 100%. Yeah. I uh, I wave at uh, at Pietro Bones and I say, Hey, Pietro. Pietro, do you want to open a full-time pizzeria? Uh, just not like right now, but like is sometime in the future? How do you feel about that?
2: Thumbs up. There we go.
0: She's <laughs> like, all right, all right. Now we're cooking. This is an idea. All right. There's pe- there's, you, you come for the skeletons. You stay for the pizza. When you're here, you're family. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, what are you going to have for desserts? I think I'm going to try the baba. I love it. I love it. I don't
0: know. Hmm. I can't decide if I want to do tiramisu or if I want to. I thought I like could
2: I'll do the tiramisu. You get something else and we'll 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 try.
0: What about Ooh, I'll get panna cotta. Hmm. Good choice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just I'll get the panna cotta. Mhm. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a like a like a blackberry panna cotta.
2: Ooh. As we're eating dessert just All right, Kayona. So I'm going to ask now. I asked you in the cave, but uh I wonder if that last little dust up changed your mind on it. You feel better?
1: Ah, uh, much better.
2: Well, then guess what? That's perfect. Honestly,
0: yeah, no, I'm just uh, I'm I'm just glad you're feeling a little more a little more comfortable both with sort of the the situation that we left, and also you know maybe sometimes it just helps to uh, beat the asses of a few folks who deserve it.
2: Yeah, there's nothing. It is morally correct to whoop the ass of bad people.
0: Mm. <laughs> One of the skeletons is just standing, is standing off to the side just nodding. <laughs> just thumbs up.
2: I, I do genuinely think
0: this was worth it. <laughs> These are some cool skeletons, I gotta tell you. I mean, yeah, the whole thing did seem I don't know. I mean, like, of the things that we've done, it felt nice to just be involved in something that felt objectively like we were trying to help I mean, like, you know, I'm not saying that we don't normally try to do the right thing in most situations, but it was just such a clear cut. This is the good side of stuff. I, I I enjoyed it. I would go back to Spain. I have to, I have yet to say that about any of these destinations we've found ourselves in for, for work reasons.
2: Hey, you wouldn't go back to Spain. We'd go back to Portugal, specifically to Miranda.
0: My apologies. Yes. There's, I, I would go back to Portugal.
2: Yeah. Spain's got... I mean, they really like short shorts there. I don't know. I don't get it.
1: Yeah, maybe it should do something about the new king, don't you think? Yeah.
0: I mean, I'm sure we could find our way uh, into a situation where there could be some course correction that goes on uh, in that sphere of things. It's just a thought, but...
2: To quote a Ado- DOS we worked with, Regicide is a cool and good action that is healthy for everyone.
0: I enjoyed, it. I enjoyed it a lot. Indeed.
1: Maybe, you know, maybe the next time we dance with Simon Laker, I guess he might be apt to getting rid of some
0: Spanish
1: king or other.
2: You know, you'd think he'd do it just because he was in the area.
0: I think, honestly, you know, I, I think he enjoys... Uh, just based on my limited interaction with him, I do think he probably enjoys uh, doing something like that with company. If I had to guess, I feel like he probably just wants, I I don't know if it counts as like wanting an audience or just wanting to do it with like a group of people, whatever it is. I think he would rather we do it together.
2: Uh, I do think that he uh, would probably do it if the guy was in a discotheque though.
0: That just feels right. Honestly, that just seems like I, I, I'm just thinking about the concept of, of, Doing a, of doing a regicide in a discotheque and that sounds rad. I'm actually I'm kind of coming around now to the to the whole disco thing. I'm starting to get where Simon's coming from.
2: Look, he loves it. Loved it when we when me and kind of uh, bailed him out. I like his shades. I gotta give him credit. Those are some nice
0: young But he's glasses are quite. He's
2: cool. all right for like an hour, two hour walk through the underworld. You don't want to be stuck with him for more than a couple of, for any longer than that.
0: Yeah, that's fair. It did. It was kind of a lot. I was pretty worn out by the end of it. Y'all want to go ahead and get a uh, get Boyd's stuff to go here? And, oh yeah. Uh, maybe take a walk, burn off some of these calories.
2: Yeah. The I think the oven's getting
0: louder. Yeah, honestly, it's getting a little harder to think.
2: <laughs> all right, thanks, guys. Waving to all the skeletons.
0: Bye. We go around high-fiving each individual skeleton.
1: Gold Agones is an associate of Court Games and D20 Radio. Joaquin Jarv, aka Berserkir, is played by Brent Torrison. They can be found at Copper Credit almost everywhere. Check out their other podcasts, Splinters of Jade and L5R Thriller Actual Play. They are available for editing work. Message them for rates. Johnny Jennings, aka The Highwayman, is played by Sam Sedlaxer. They can be found at delaysec on Instagram and Young Space Dad on Twitter. They are largely imperceived. John Doe is played by Bradley Haler. You can follow him at judge Barbarian on Twitter or as co-writer on Splitroll where he screams his opinions at you. Ludo handles the rest. You can find them at the letto and more of her stuff as agonizing Crimson at Ichio or co-writing split role. Citadel Comics RPG is the property of greater than games and designed in collaboration with Critical Hits Kingsome Gold agonies is possible through the support of listeners like you you can support us on Patreon or even better you can review us on iTunes and you can spread the word because there is no better way to get into a podcast Just because a friend told us about it